0: All right, I got props today. I was a youth pastor for way too long. I can't get away from object lessons. Some of you who see that jar know what's coming. You're so excited. I was uh, deeply saddened this week, mostly because I spilled coffee on my briefcase. But also, uh, I, I don't know how many of you are aware, but Alex Trebek's final episodes of Jeopardy aired this week. Uh, I love Alex Trebek and I love Jeopardy! and it was very sad, very sad. Um, I I did feel, I, I will say this, feel a little prophetic, I think, which I normally wouldn't say about myself, but uh, last Sunday I said, that the turning of the page of the calendar is not like magic and it's not like all of a sudden 2020 is over, 2021 is going to be better. I think this week proved that out. It's a challenging week in a lot of ways. Um, but with that, I do want to uh, continue in our series in Ephesians because I, I really think that uh, Ephesians has the ability to speak to so much of what's happening in our lives and in the world around us. And uh, so, uh, we, <laughs> I told you we'd go slow. Last week we got through three whole verses, and today we're actually going to uh, go back over those same three verses again. So, there we go. Would you uh, go ahead Living a Life of Love is the title of our series. Go to the next slide. This is Ephesians 1, 1 through 1-3, just again for context and for uh, review. Uh, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Paul follows a... uh, Typical format for letter writing, uh, in, in this time, uh, they would always put the, we write letters, you know, you sign at the end. They would put the author's name first, but that's, you know, they didn't have email, and so you don't know who it's coming from, so it makes sense to know who you're reading from. So the author would be first, and then the recipients. And as we said last week, and for those of you, by the way, uh, so sorry we didn't get the uh, the sermon upstream last week, if you're watching today, hi, um, I apologize for that. Sometimes technology lets us down, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, we said last week that Paul writes this letter to uh, the saints, or as the NIV translates it, God's holy people. Uh, and and that's, that really is who we are. Uh, we are God's holy people. And that is a designation that is made not by uh, any accomplishment of ours. There's nothing we have done. There, there's no way that we can attain that uh, status. There's there's really only one thing that makes us God's holy people. And that's that one thing that I want to look at today. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we will uh, continue in the first three verses of Ephesians. Father, thank you so much for this morning, for our worship time today, and that we can worship you uh, no matter what else is going on around us. That, um, as we said earlier today, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and uh, we come into your presence, and we ask that you would just anoint your word this morning, that it might enrich and deepen our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, I also made the comment last week that being in Christ is the single most important topic, most important point in all of Paul's theology. Paul mentions being in Christ six times in Ephesians chapter 1, 14 times in the book of Ephesians, and depending on which translation you read, over 80 times in all of his letters. Uh, Clearly, being in Christ is important to him. You know, and look here. Here's the deal. Okay, life is full, right? Life is full. Uh, you know, we have our family, and that takes uh, that takes up space in our life. Uh, we have a job that we have to go to. Many of us, and that takes up space in our life. Uh, we have church and, and and our spiritual life, so we worship and pray, read whatever, whatever however you walk that out. We've got friends, social life. If you want to do that? Uh, if you're like us, you have puppies. Um, some of you have children. We have puppies, and. They take up space in our life, sometimes a lot of space. They're so cute, but they're just needy. Um, I love that, though. They're on my lap all the time. That stuff isn't all bad. It, it, it's, it, it, it's good, much of it. Much of what happens in the course of our life is good. But it does all fill space in our lives. And, and I don't know about you guys, but my, my guess is for many of you, if not all of you, that your life feels full. Um, and, and yet what, what Paul says is that being in Christ is the single most important thing. It's the thing that counts more, more than anything else. Um, if you would go to the next slide in John 15, Jesus puts it this way. He says, You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Remain in, in me, and I remain in you, and you're already clean. You're, we're, we, we are cleansed, we're, we're righteous, we're holy, we're God's holy people. Again, not by anything we've done, just simply by being in connection to Jesus. Paul's uh, opening statement here, the address of the letter, really speaks to probably one of the most important issues that uh, we deal with in life, and that is our identity. Who, who am I? Who am I? Who, what am I? Uh, what? What is the source of my life? Uh, the paparazzi are flashing at me. I'll just take a pause right here. How do I think and feel about myself? How do we define ourselves is really, uh, you know, an important thing. And I think most of the time we look at things like um, our accomplishments, our gifts, our talents, uh, you know, whatever, you, you, you might say, oh, I have my master's degree in history, or I'm an artist, or I'm a musician, uh, you, you know, I, I'm a hard worker, I, I'm a self-motivated, self-starter. Sometimes, you, you know, you read resumes, everybody puts that on their resume. Those are all the ways that we define ourselves. Sometimes some of us get uh, come to a place where we flip that and we define ourselves almost negatively based on our past history. And you might say something like, I come from a broken home, or I am a victim of abuse. And so all these things go into the makeup of who we are as people, and and the the truth is that none of those things are wrong in and of themselves. They're all real, and they're all true, and they all matter. They they all contribute to who we are as a person, but uh, biblically speaking, uh. That is what you know. Kind of, the scripture would say is natural thinking. It's natural thinking. There's more than meets the eye because we are not just physical beings. We're also spiritual beings, and we ultimately have uh, an identity as spiritual beings. And that identity is that we are in Christ. If we if we define ourselves purely on a natural level. We'll never enter into the peace and the joy that God has made available to us in Christ. We, we, we fall into this thing of kind of the same struggles, the same sort of uh, worries, the same doubts uh, over and over and over again. It's kind of like our own personal Groundhog Day um, I, I hated that movie. Did anybody else hate that movie? I, I I like Bill Murray. He's so funny. But I just over and over, I was like, I cannot watch this again. It was painful. Uh, Galatians five says on another on another note, Galatians five says if we sow to the flesh, we reap to the flesh. And and there's different ways of of really, uh, you know. Understanding what he means there, but but one one capacity of that uh, is that if we define who we are according to the flesh, if if what we're worth as a person, uh, if what what is real uh, determines what comes out, what comes out of you, what goes in is what comes out. If we define ourselves on a natural level based on those things, that's what comes out of us. That determines our attitudes, our behaviors. Uh, you, you know. And a lot of times you're gonna, uh, sermons or books, uh, both uh, on uh, how to how how to do this, you know how to, how to how to make have a better life, you know five steps to this, uh, my, seven ways to live your best life now. Um, just saying. Back in the day, uh, Donna remembers. But I don't know if anybody else that We had free to be at Vineyard Down. Free to be. I'm like free to be what? I don't know. It was something. Um, but all of those those how tos. Are all in my estimation, uh, humbly speaking, putting the cart before the horse. Um, the only real way to to do better is really to be who we are in christ that's 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 how we do better. Those other things are okay or I don 't know some of them probably aren't okay, but mostly they're okay, but they don 't they don't really touch the core of our identity, uh, who we are at at the very center of our being. Paul, again, addresses his letter to the saints, or God's holy people, because God makes us holy. It's who we are in Him, okay? We're holy because, not by anything we've done, we're holy because we're in Him. If If I were to ask you, just casually speaking, how holy are you today? You know, most of us would answer, uh, well, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I'm a a 4. Last week I was a 6, but I had a rough weekend, so today I'm more like a 4. You know, if I said, how close to God are you? Uh, If you look at your behavior, you might go, ah, I I don't know, you know, I should, gosh, I, I... But from a biblical perspective, let me say this. There's nothing more irrelevant than looking at yourself on a natural level. How much power do you have, really, to deal with life? How much power do you have to to, to be nice, to be patient, to be caring about other people? Um, How much power do you have to enter into the peace and joy that is provided for us? The biblical, biblical perspective is this, that the defining characteristic of who you are is that you are in Christ. We, we, know, um, we know what it's like to be uh, in a rainstorm in Oregon, in the United States. Uh, we, some of us know what it's like to be in trouble. Um, but what does it mean... What is it like to be in Christ? What are we saying when we say we're we're in Christ? Um, I'm going to use an illustration I've used before some of you have been anxiously anticipating, but these are my friends and 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 so since we last spoke with them, uh, Vince has gotten married, so this is Vineyard Vince and Vineyard Val. It could be Christian Carl and Christian Kate or. Lutheran Lucy and Lutheran Larry, but today they're Vineyard Vince and Vineyard Val. And they are floating in Christ. They're supposed to sink. They're in Christ. They're, they're in that water. They're breathing that water in. But don't worry, because that water isn't really water. It's really Jesus. And they're breathing Him in. <laughs> uh, it's 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 seeping into them through their very pores. Um, they're 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 in Christ, and that's that's what's central to everything else that they are. You know, you might define yourself. Uh, you know, I'm cute, I'm smart, I'm short, I'm freckled, whatever. Uh, but but above and beyond all that, encompassing all that is that you're in Christ. First uh, Corinthians twelve. Um, I think this is the word of the day right here. So just hang on to the next 30 seconds, okay? First Corinthians 12 says that, we, that we, we are baptized in Christ Jesus and that we're forgiven in Christ Jesus. Why are we forgiven? Why does God so readily, easily, willingly forgive you and me? And the answer is because God has no issue with Jesus. Jesus is the beloved son and we are in him. That's why God forgives you because God has no issue with Jesus and we are in him. Do you get that? We are are loved in the beloved. How loved are you? How much does God love you today? In Christ, you couldn't be any more loved. You and I have entered into the eternal love relationship that is uh, so defined in in John chapter 17, the relationship between Jesus and the Father, that love relationship. And we are now a part of that. We're, we're, We're intrinsically entwined intertwined into that relationship. We're in Christ and Christ is in the Father and we're beloved in that way. You have been made perfect in him. And I know you probably don't feel perfect today. You are a new creation in Christ. Brand new creation in Christ. You can't earn that. You 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 can't qualify for that. You can't save up enough uh, Starbucks gold stars to to ever get that. I um I always I get my coffee every day on my app. It's easy, right? You don't have to have money, you just use the app. I forgot that you accumulate stars when you do that. And so I looked at my thing the other day and I had like 800 stars. I asked the barista, "What can I get with eight hundred stars?" She said, "Anything you want." <laughs> Try, right, baby. Being in Christ is who we are. It's who we are. Paul said, "God would present to Himself a church without spot or wrinkle." Do you? Does that mean that we have no spots or wrinkles? Uh, no, nah, we we do. Um. But in Christ, we become spotless. Uh, in Christ, we become permanent press, wrinkle-free. In Christ, we're clean. So Sometimes, you know, you might say, how close to God are you? And uh, again, I don't feel very close today. Maybe I could pray more or I could start a new devotional. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Lent starts in a, in a few weeks. I bought a new devotional for Lent, so I'll share it with you guys this week maybe. Um, But maybe I could do do something like that, or I could I could serve and give more. Maybe those things would make me feel closer to Christ. But and they might they might make you feel closer to Christ. But in terms of your identity, you can't be any closer than you are right now because you're already in Him. Um, That that's the good news. It really is. That's the good news. You know, you could win the lottery tomorrow. Uh, Powerball is probably up to 10 million or something. I don't know. I don't follow it. But whatever it is, that would be good news to win that. But this is gooder news. The reality that you're in Christ and and therefore are forgiven in Him, blessed in Him, loved in Him. None of those things can be any greater than they are because you're in Him. And look, life can be hard, right? Amen. Life can be hard. Let's Consider some things here. So, so Vincent Val, their car broke down, and um, I know he's in here somewhere. Okay, sorry, there you go. Okay, so. their dog Fido died. It's always hard. They have plumbing issues. Plumbing's gone out in the house, and their son Vinny, little Vinny, he's been acting up. It's a mess. Life is a mess. Where are Vincent Val? They're still in Christ. All that stuff is happening around them, but they're still in Christ. None of that changes that at all. And and again, the, the society, the culture around you might say things. Oh, what a mess! You guys, you know, it's you, what a. Oh, you're, you're, and they might put labels. What a loser, underachiever, failure, you know? Uh, you, maybe you don't have as many Instagram followers as your friends do. That's always hard. I'm telling you, man. None of that defines you. None of that defines you. God, God can give you joy unspeakable. Joy, joy beyond understanding simply because you're in Him. It doesn't come from any circumstances of our life. This could be you. I hope it's not. It could be. And I don't want to minimize the hardships we go through in life. We go, life is hard, and we go through difficult times, and that's part of it. Um, sometimes it is painful, and sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes we have to make uh, decisions that are hard to make and we don't want to make and all all of that happens um but none of that takes us out of Christ we're still in Christ floating they're on their backs floating it's kind of like they're in the pool in Hawaii <laughs> see your environment what happens around us doesn't dictate uh who you are that that none of none of that stuff uh, is your identity. Your identity is you're in him. Um, and take it from somebody who knows, look, um, you, you, you can't get any better on your own, okay? Let's just be honest about that. You can try really hard. Uh, you know, but you really need him. We need to be in him. I'm going to uh, close with this and I'll ask the worship team to come on back up if you guys want to get ready. Um, look, no matter how hard we try, that doesn't work. The only thing we can do is yield and just accept the fact that we really are in Him, and and, and that and that's where we are today. Second Corinthians four says this, and I, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. The enemy has blinded us so that we can't see things as they are, but as they aren't. So what we see with our natural eye is what the enemy wants us to see. Uh, we see sin. We see darkness. We see ourselves as, as being outside of God's provision. But the reality is that's that, not even that. The enemy's lies towards us don't change and take us out of the presence of Jesus. We are still in him. So don't forget, who are you? God's holy people, saints, where are you? In Christ. That's who we are. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org slash give.